0: welcome to the abandoned podcast this is the official episode number one uh boys i'm excited uh we've got a lot of stuff to talk about today uh if you haven't listened to our trailer already i would go ahead and recommend you guys do that uh but for those of you who don't know my name is jack
1: i'm robert
0: and i'm carter and uh yeah our show eh, we'll we'll talk about a lot on this show but our primary focuses are going to be current events and sports. Um, and in particular, today, we're going to be talking about a few things. Maybe going to be talking about uh, the downfall of malls and brick-and-mortar stores, Amazon, uh, even Netflix. Uh, and in the sports segment, you might hear a little discussion on where we think uh, Mr. KD is going to land as he did request a trade uh, not too long ago, but, uh, boys, how are we doing? How are we feeling? Doing all right. Doing all right.
1: right. I'm excited. Like you said, I think it's going to be a really good day with some great uh, content.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, so again, yeah, for those of you who don't know us, uh, we're just three college age, uh, students and, uh, this is, uh, yeah, we got a lot of things planned for this show. Uh, without further ado, uh, let's uh, let's go ahead and get into it. Um, Robert, if you want to maybe give us a little intro to our, our first uh, segment today, you can go ahead and take it away.
1: Absolutely. So, like Jack said, we're going to start by talking about malls and brick and mortar stores and sort of the future um, with with those um retailers like what what's next for them is it something can they survive sort of this loss in in profit but before we do um any of that we we want to just offer our thoughts and prayers to the copenhagen shooting at a mall and i know unfortunately malls have become a place where this is common which is just absolutely outrageous and it should not be tolerated and it's just it's very very sad uh to see that this is common jack and i um the mall that we grew up going to actually had some accidents uh, um with with gunmen and it's just really it's disappointing and it's sad and so we prayers and we hope uh that our country can um continue to find a way to get through this um and i know people have heard that far too often and you know hopefully we can invoke real change but with that being said we're not we're not here to talk about gun policy or or um gun reform uh we're we're solely focusing on malls so i'm going to offer the question to you guys bluntly are malls Mm -hmm. Are they, are they done for? Is it is it something that, yeah, they might last five, ten more years, but after that, it's just they're not going to be around. What do you guys think?
0: Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and weigh in here. Uh, also, additionally, <laughs> I want to – I
1: also do want to
0: offer uh, our condolences to uh, those who were affected by the shooting mm-hmm. in Chicago as well. Um, did see that one on the news. Very sad stuff. But like Robert said, we're not here to talk about – gun regulation uh maybe we'll save that for a different episode uh today we're going to be talking about the downfall of the uh the mall now to me the reason why i think malls are here to stay is not because of the consumer side of things um but it's because of the experience um i think there, there will never really come a day where uh, we all just are okay with, uh, you know, omitting that social experience that is going to the mall with a group of friends and, and going to catch a movie or, or just going shopping or maybe getting food. Uh, it's just the mall is such a versatile place because there's so many, there's so many things to do. At at uh, at at malls in particular, you know South Point Mall, where uh, Robert and I grew up, uh, or at least in the area where Robert and I grew up. Uh, you know you got you got the actual mall itself with stores lined up up and down all the way, uh, for for you know just loads of spaces, uh, outside inside and you know every time I go to the mall, it seems I find a shop I didn't know was there. <laughs> um or the apple shop moved yeah or, or the apple shop that i'll tell you what the apple store at south point mall seems to move like every other day it's like Wait,
2: there's an apple store at south point i thought yeah. there wasn't
0: <laughs> well there was and then there wasn't and then it came
1: back it's like it's a very fluid. Uh, they just can't
2: funny. make up their mind whether yeah. they want Apple there or not. It's, it's it's
1: like it's like Ryan Fitzpatrick. It just moves <laughs> all the time.
0: Yeah, yeah, true, true. But yeah, um, uh, to that note, I think malls are here to stay because you just can't be the social experience.
2: Fair, fair. Um, I'm gonna add in my thoughts, and I agree with Jack. Um, even though yes online uh, shopping has really taken over a lot and people wonder if physical stores are really going to still be a thing or if they're going to go away here soon i don't think they are because of it's much more than just going out to buy a product going out to buy whatever you need it's also that experience of walking through physically holding uh, something that you may or may not want online, you just see a photo of it. So you don't know you, you'd make an impulse decision and sure you could return it, but you don't hold it physically, get a like good look at it as much as you'd want before buying it. And I agree. Like I've had many, a uh, Different mall trips with some of my buddies, where we uh go to the mall. We wouldn't like really buy a lot, if anything, but just we would go and just enjoy what stores we would find. Um, really going into like different clothing stores or video game stores or whatever, whatever interested us. Um, We'd go in and take a look, and that really is going to stay. Humans are. Like they're social creatures. They're gonna wanna get out. They're gonna wanna go and do. They're not gonna want to stay at home, order everything, and have it come up right to their door. Because that's just not what humans like that's just not how we work. That's just not how we've like progressed just staying at home. And yeah, there's COVID and that's bit of a different uh segue that's where really online shopping took off because of course nobody could get out but everywhere i've heard my friends and even my family just being like god i can't wait to go out and go like shopping again like they just can't couldn't wait to get out of lockdown when it was going on so i i agree with jack with saying that yeah like i don't think they're going anywhere anytime soon um I wouldn't say, like, in the next five or ten years they go away. But, like, it would definitely take a crazy, like, idea or, happenst- or happenstance or, like, something related to online shopping that just changes the whole, like, the whole game. The whole just, it, like, right, oh, right. What, what's that? Well,
0: well how, how about this, Carter? Um, since you, you know, you speak of... And at the end of the day, it's all speculation. We can never truly know what's going to happen to right. malls. Uh, but with uh, with technologies like the metaverse being developed, and in particular, <laughs> in particular, Meta's vision for the future, where they create a one-to-one uh, replica of the real world. I mean, personally, I don't see any merit in that idea. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the, the the concept of putting on a headset and performing your daily activities as you would just in your headset it just seems so novel and just so completely bizarre to me that i, I just don't think it has any traction but someone argues that it does and it's it's the future so uh, what do you guys think about that
2: see meta though I, I like i hate the idea i i i'm just gonna be just blunt about it i hate it because you're if it's what I'm thinking of, I don't know a whole lot about Metaverse and really the nuances that goes in. I might be looking at it the wrong way or might be interpreting it the wrong way. But from what Jack described, it, it's where you put on a headset. And I'm not saying that those Oculus like Quest uh, headsets are not cool. They're very cool. But the thing is, we were taught from a young age not to stare at screens for a long time like will like damage our eyes like it's not good and yet here we are putting on basically just a headset with screens that are like an inch maybe not even away from our eyes like it's just going against what we know to really be helpful for our eyes and a lot of people just still are not going to they're going to want to be doing like physical stuff and not be wearing a headset along with it just to be able to get done with that stuff like it's just it doesn't it doesn't make sense to me why you would add in the extra step to just putting on the headset and ruining your eyesight to be able to do stuff so yeah
0: yeah, but robert before i uh before i ask your thoughts I'll, i'll just give a little context here for the listeners who may not be familiar with what uh, the metaverse is and what companies like facebook slash meta are trying to accomplish um given my my technical background i have a lot of friends that are very invested in the metaverse um basically uh the idea is that you create an absolute one-to-one indistinguishable replica of the real world in a virtual space right so mm. uh in this very point in time there are some softwares like uh google has satellite software that maps pretty much anywhere on the on the on the planet have you seen the geo guesser game where you (laughs) yeah they throw you on a map and you have to try and guess where you are so you know it's not that it's not that gathering information is the issue here um it's just that the end goal for this concept is like basically they want the consumer to wake up they want the consumer to put on their headset walk around the corner to Chase bank make a make a withdrawal and then they actually have that money in real life and then it it's it seems very sort of outlandish that this would even be feasible but the reason why this idea has so much backing by a lot of people uh in the tech space is that and the bottom line really is this the technology is evolving and advancing exponentially all the time so right now obviously we can't make a headset that you can put on and totally 100 percent immerse you into this virtual world in the sense that it's indistinguishable from the real world but five to ten years from now you know that may be an option. So there's just a little context for those of you who may not be familiar with the metaverse and uh, what exactly it is.
2: I still don't agree with it, but...
1: Well, here's the thing, like, can you really replicate... Like, you, you still gotta take care of your body, right?
0: Yeah, that's that's what they're they're trying to figure out right now is how do we make it fully immersive and how do we sort of how do we confront the issue of like actual physical health you know it's like it's kind of whenever i think about it it reminds me of that scene in wally where they're all on the spaceship and they're in their in In their their lounge chairs yeah yeah (laughs) that's what the metaverse that the idea of the metaverse that's what i think of
1: well here's the thing here's what i'll say about amazon and then we'll go over to netflix here's the thing I think Amazon's an incredible resource and I I think it's, uh, they've mastered e-commerce but at the same time and here's why I don't think malls will go out of business completely. I think it'll look different but I don't think they'll go out of business completely. It's because between Thanksgiving and Christmas malls are the spot. Like I'm If I need a gift, I'm going to a mall more than I'm getting the gift on
0: I I mean Black Friday is like a glorified Mm -hmm. national
1: holiday at this point and malls are the
0: reason for that.
1: And I I would say probably most of these retailers are not making much outside of that time period, but what they make in time frame is just unbelievable exponential numbers in revenue so without that time frame they wouldn't they we probably wouldn't have malls
2: but and also we wouldn't have black friday uh tackles and fights going on over the last uh hd television uh yeah. videos if malls and stores didn't exist so you, you gotta think, get the
1: last one
2: yeah you know, was about to say you gotta have that last one no matter what
1: um well then, speaking of revenue, a company that is losing a
2: lot—that <laughs> doesn't have
1: it—is Netflix, and and uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about why that's happening.
2: Yeah, uh, let me let me
0: offer some numbers here for you boys. All right, are you ready for this?
1: Yeah. You may want
0: to you may want to hold on to your hold on to your hats here. Uh, year to date, do we have any estimates what Wait, what uh, Netflix total that, losses year to date? Yeah. What's uh, up?
1: I'm actually wearing a hat. How'd you know? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, well, I am wearing a hat, but that was a good call. Um, That's because
0: I have I have cameras everywhere, Robert. I can see everything. I um, knew it. Wait, hold on. <laughs> I don't, so, I
1: don't. We're guessing the loss.
0: Yeah, the total loss year to date. So from from well, January 3rd when the stock market opened to right now, How about how what about, do you think tell, the total loss is? Tell,
1: tell us what they were at.
0: Okay, so they opened the year January 3rd at $600 a share. Uh, which is around, I think if you do the math, like around a four, no, no, around like a, probably like a $350 billion valuation for their company. So they opened the year at around $350 billion for their total valuation. What do you think their year to date losses?
2: I mean, I know how much they lost, so I'm not going
1: to, I'm going I'm to guess they're at like 50
2: a share or something. Okay, that
1: that would be insane if they
0: went
2: all the way down to fifty and they and they just from six hundred. I will say it went down to one hundred and fifty.
0: Yeah, they're so they're sitting at one eighty eight right now, okay. which is a total loss of sixty eight percent, or a total, uh, total monetary loss of around one hundred and eighty six billion dollars in their total Ooh. valuation, and almost. of that loss occurred within the span of like a week. And uh, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you guys why that's happened. Uh, I, uh, I first heard about this story from this uh, content creator that I follow. His name is Atrioc. He's a fantastic informer, has a lot of really cool entertainment and uh, educational content that he offers. But uh, essentially the, uh, The main reason why this has happened is for the first time ever in the entire history of Netflix's, of of Netflix's entire history, basically, they had a negative subscriber loss uh, in their quarterly report. So since 1997, every single quarter, they've had more and more subscribers to their service except for last quarter's report where they had less
1: yeah well that's not i mean it's surprising but their competition has grown exponentially and also let me mention i'm not too fond of netflix right now because (laughs) i was watching designated survivor if you guys haven't seen it you should watch it or watch the first two seasons because that's what ABC produced. But then Netflix took over. I watched half an episode on Netflix and I was just dumbfounded by just, I I couldn't believe what Netflix had taken and just ruined. I mean, we're talking about a show where there is no cursing for the first two episodes, like 30 plus episodes and then episode one of season three we got a curse word every other sentence and it's like well you either start this this, the series with cursing or you don't have it at all you can't just put it midway through the show that just looks weird so i think let's just face it do we not agree that disney paramount hbo Amazon, they just create better content than Netflix. Do you agree,
2: Robert? I don't know. That that is a hot Amazon sizzling hot take. Creating. Right now, wait, did you put Amazon into creating? <laughs> May, all right, maybe not. Am- maybe not. Because I was about to say, I don't know one thing. That Hold Amazon on, boys, boys, creating.
0: pause, 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 pause. Right now, I will tell you, and I'm, I'm I was literally watching this like before we we started recording. It's yeah. this series on Amazon Prime Video. It's an Amazon Prime Video original.
2: Oh, wait, no, that's right. They do, It's stuff. called
0: Yeah, it's called The Boys. It is fantastic.
2: The Boys?
0: Yes. It is fantastic. It's a it's sort of like a a Marvel spoof kind of series. And the basically the idea is that there's like a Justice League that controls uh like the crime in America, but it's ran by like a very financially motivated company and there's a lot of pretty cool like subplots but i I won't get into that right now uh because robert i cannot believe that you would that you would sit here and take shots at netflix originals after the absolute masterpiece that is stranger things 4 was released uh last month and a few weeks ago
2: i know a lot of people will be angry at this but i haven't even seen
0: stranger things
2: okay i can't say anything
1: (laughs) well i haven't seen it either so well
0: i will i highly encourage you guys to do so i'm a huge stranger things fan um actually cool thing about stranger things is the duffer brothers actually graduated from the same high school that robert and i graduated from really so yeah the creators of the show graduated from our high school and Every street name and little community in the show is named after this, the the communities and street names that were in our hometown. So well, huh. that's pretty neat. Uh, so at the very at the very least, you should at least watch the show to to see some hey. uh, parallels there, Robert, because it's pretty neat.
1: You know no, you, seeing... you guys know who has some underrated content is the CW bro. They be That's they have, true. That's true. They pump out good shows. That's that is true. I do
0: I do very much enjoy this the content that comes from the CW app and the the CW network.
1: It's impressive to say the least. But look. If I offered you if I said, all right, Jack and Carter, you you can have one of the following: Disney Plus, Paramount Plus, HBO Max, or Netflix. Are you picking Netflix? Mm, no,
0: I'm I'm taking Disney Plus all day. Yeah, um, I was about to say I'd probably take Disney Plus, <laughs> but Netflix is or very, HBO. Netflix or not, is a HBO very close second for me right now. Netflix is a very close second. Um, over over HBO, really. HBO's got, you know, it's got Euphoria. That was a great show, but I really don't mm. care for anything else on HBO. Um, I, I don't know. Netflix Originals just, for me, Robert, I know you're not a fan of them, but they really, they hit different for me. You know, Stranger Things was, I Stranger Things I think is like top three shows all time for me.
2: What, okay, wait, wait, hold on. What other Netflix Originals did, have you watched, or do you watch? Oh, that's well, not strange. Right. Let me let me reach back into
0: my into my noggin here to see which oh one. my I gosh! Can, I can pull you out. You can but remember there's... because you haven't Listen, watched any others. Netflix spends an absurd amount of money on Netflix originals. Oh yeah. Um, I'll I'll have you guys know that uh the budget for a single a single episode of Stranger Things 4 $30 dollars. For a one episode, do you know the budget or the estimated budget of, like, a Marvel movie? It's, like, $100 million. Well, all
1: right. Let, let's talk about one Netflix show that is just creepy.
0: Okay, what's that? What's that, Robert? You. You is the creepiest show on <laughs> no, that No, that show is goaded. That is a no. good
1: show.
2: I just love no. the title because it's just a whole bunch of different memes that have come out with the uh, Netflix <laughs> notification where it's just, like... Uh, next show recommendation, you and it's, it's the top title being like Netflix flirting with me. Be like, <laughs> but I can appreciate Outer Banks. Outer right? Banks, I've watched Outer Banks, Banks.
1: I, I like it. They're bad at geography, but that's all right,
2: and really his historical events. But you know, it's fine, it's a Netflix original. I'll let it I, slide. I mean, I, I'm gonna be honest, boys, I, I watched that show pretty
0: much. Almost entirely for Sarah Cameron, I gotta say. Big to say, big, she, big sim for Sarah Cameron. She, uh, she's
2: hot, yeah. But <laughs> anyway, that that's besides the point. Um, um yeah, I like I watched it I think the main reason that I watched it, sort of the same as everybody else's, it was during the hype of season one and it was COVID lockdown.
0: Yeah, lockdown.
2: So he yeah. had no other choice.
1: Well I actually watched season two i never watched season one i thought that season two was season one how did you <laughs> do that and then i went around telling people about it and i spoiled it to everyone because i thought <laughs> I was watching season one
2: that's amazing so
1: but yeah netflix is probably inferior to its competition and i i, I want to talk about let me get on my segue here like i'm paul blart um I told him I was going to say that before we did this. <laughs> I didn't here. think you would actually say it. Okay, go for it. Go um, for it. Uh, do you think there's value in um, companies like Paramount Plus, Disney Plus, having sports streaming? I mean, Paramount Plus, you can watch CBS football on their Disney app Plus
2: does the same thing too, right? The trio. PM.
1: Plus and Hulu. Hulu, you can watch live sports. You've probably heard that a million times by now.
2: (laughs) Baker Mayfield absolutely annoying me with Hulu having live sports.
1: Well, let me
0: say this. Um, The reason why other streaming platforms are able to branch out into sports streaming is because every other platform, other than Netflix, has a completely and entirely different primary means of revenue apple tv they got the iphone what's better than an iphone practically nothing right (laughs) um you know you got amazon prime video amazon has like you know everything that amazon does which is like you know everything (laughs) so you know they if if amazon prime video starts tanking or apple tv starts tanking they don't care they don't care. They're already making more money than they could ever possibly need. So, you know, they can, they can take the risk and venture out into sports streaming, you know? And another thing they can start doing is they can start spending more money on their original content. Okay. I'm going to kind of, I'm going to kind of, uh, take a step back here and, uh, do a little callback to, uh, what we were talking about earlier, which is, uh, spending habits of streaming companies. Um, the main advantage that netflix had over its competitors and i cannot stress the word had in that context is that they spend way more money on original content than other streaming platforms do but if you look at the data you'll notice hbo and in particular apple apple tv they are creeping up in their spending habits
1: really apple yeah.
0: tv they are they are if you look at the data you'll see um and that's that's worrisome for netflix because netflix's literal only thing it had going for it was its originals so yeah it's just it's not looking good for netflix man
1: well here you want to you want to know what's more overrated than netflix
0: what's that robert
1: Kyrie irving okay I, I we're gonna we're gonna hard shift here All these
2: right? hard shifts bro. i can't do it I guys we're, do it.
1: we are going to uh move into our sports topics now we thank you for listening for the, to the first part of our show um but now we're gonna we're gonna sort of get into the the meat of the sports section here with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving we I know there's a lot of speculation and guessing about where is Kevin Durant going to go. Is he going to go back to Golden State? Is he going to go to the Miami Heat with Jimmy Butler? Where's Kyrie going to go? Is he going to go back to LeBron James and the LA Lake? What's next for these guys? So um, we're going to dive into that a little bit. Um, The first thing I want to ask is... I mean, how valuable is Kyrie Irving at this point? Is it Uh, uh, it worth it to have him in the locker room?
2: See, I would say uh, yes, but I know recently Kyrie has really come out with the whole basketball is not my top priority right now. And even with this, he was wanting a max deal from the Nets. And everybody's just like, you're insane for saying, oh, basketball isn't my top priority. But I'm still wanting a max deal uh, from the organization that I played only like, what, 30 games, 36 games for? Like, he's absolutely asking a lot. And I feel like to certain teams, like... Maybe more for like more established I'd say teams. Teams that are really looking good right now to win win it all in the next NBA finals. It's not worth it to them because of how he's not really looking towards winning or doing anything because it's not his top priority. But those teams that are looking that are in a rebuild state, that are looking for just ways to get an all-star on there, whether he really has basketball uh, at the front of his mind, at the top of his priority or not. I think they would go for that risk because Kyrie's a good enough player that he's established that uh, he established that um, in the, I think it was 2016 finals when the Cavaliers won and he went off on game seven. Like, he established that he established to different teams that he's he's legit so if they can get Kyrie like those little teams um they can get Kyrie then that'd be a huge at least just next step forward wouldn't be a huge step mind you but it'd be a next step
0: okay uh Carter here's here's why I disagree with that you take a look at the absolute nutcase that is Kyrie Irving. <laughs> I mean, the guy is—he—he—he he, he needs therapy. Is what he needs. He doesn't need basketball right now. He—he um, he has so much baggage. And small market teams, you know, the teams that yeah. are that are in their rebuilding phase and they're trying to build a team from the ground up. You know, yeah. teams like Charlotte, they cannot afford Kyrie Irving because not only is he going to require a max deal but you're also paying for everything that comes with him so I think the only place Kyrie can land is a team that needs to win now right you you take a look like I'll uh I'll, I'll draw some parallels here between the NHL and the NBA you take you take a look at a team like the Minnesota Wild. Um, I know there, there may be some listeners who, who don't follow hockey that much, but the Minnesota Wild infamously made a huge trade for Zach Parisi uh, and an, an additional player as well. Um, uh, I believe it was Suter, right? Yeah, I think it was Suter. Uh, and those two players were so bad that they had to buy out the contracts. And Minnesota has been stuck in, in this state of limbo because of it. And it's been almost 10 years since that uh, whole deal transpired. And small market teams cannot afford to go 10 years with a bad team. Because teams like the Celtics, teams like the Lakers, they'll sell tickets even if they're bad, you know? Those teams have branding. Those teams have power in the media. People are always going to talk about the Lakers and the Celtics. Nobody's going to talk about – I mean – I haven't heard any Sacramento Kings news probably (laughs) since I've been alive. I'm going to be honest. Sometimes I forget they're even in the NBA. So that's why a team like the Sacramento Kings, they just cannot afford Kyrie Irving.
2: See, and this is like with Kyrie, he, yes, he has a lot of baggage. He has a lot of like different issues, a lot of different controversies that uh, he's really brought on himself, but, Look at it this way: If he has a lick of sense in that noggin, where he thinks like, "Oh, like, th- like with how me announcing that basketball wasn't at the top of the priority really affected my market value," as in, I am unless I change my statement and show that basketball is the number one priority now, and that I'll actually like care and want to do well. His, he's not going to get that max contract. So it would be perfect in just a perfect scenario world if he was to do this, to wise up, be like, you know what? I shouldn't be taking the max deal. But even then, when he does that, <laughs> now thinking about it, even then when he does that, he's probably not going to leave the Nets because the Nets are good enough as is. But if he were to leave the Nets, realize after he left – that small market, like his market value, would go up even then if he was assigned to a uh, team that's up, that takes the risk and is on the up, trying to build. Yeah, Robert. Robert, what are you thinking right now? Um,
1: look, I, I think it's a risk either way. I mean, it's not. It's not like Deshaun Watson, right? Where like Cleveland is just like you just think they're idiots. Like you can see the intrigue in Kyrie Irving. I couldn't see why anyone would go for Deshaun Watson. And now Cleveland looks really terrible, even worse than they did before, which we didn't think was possible. Um, so I, I, I don't think it's like, oh man, Kyrie should just be untouched and go into retirement. I, I think there's definitely intrigue and there's value there. We saw what he did in game seven, hitting the game winning shot for Cleveland's first ever NBA title. And he can still be that player. And for, for most of the last three or four years, when he's healthy, he has been that player. Um, But, you know, there's definitely, there's things that, he brings into the locker room that like Jack said, a small market team doesn't really want. And I think the only place that he can really go is a place where he's not the superstar. He cannot be the number one player. I do not think any team that plans on him being the number one should trade for him. I think that that's, that's just a way to end in disaster. So, we're gonna have our list of top five def- destinations pretty soon here, and I am not not a single team on my list is going to be a team where he would be the number one guy because I don't think that you can have that from him. I don't think you know it's it's too much for your team. I think a team that has a good roster already and has a championship roster already uh, are the teams that should go for him. Uh, Teams that already have great leaders are the teams that go for them. I don't think Kevin Durant's a great leader. So I think that's why it sort of fell apart uh, in Brooklyn. I think in Golden State, it was really Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson. Those were the guys. Those were the voices in the locker room. Andre Iguodala. Iguodala. Uh, And I see every time – you ask Kevin Durant to be a leader, I think it just falls apart. You saw that with Westbrook. Um, you did not see near the, the friction and, and conflict between Westbrook and LeBron James. Why is that? Because LeBron James is a great leader. So I think, I think Kevin Durant sometimes gets a little bit too much credit for his leadership. What do you guys think about that?
0: Uh, yeah, I, I entirely agree. Uh, KD, one of the most elite scorers we've ever seen. But man, that guy is soft. I, I still remember the news that came out about when he, he was creating like burner accounts on Twitter just to clap back at fans who were talking trash to him. I mean, yeah. you're, you're a professional athlete. You're getting paid tens of millions of dollars a year. How can you still possibly be affected by some random guy on the internet, <laughs> like, do you when what amount of money will be enough to where you are secure in your ability to to, to play basketball?
2: It's not I, enough. I, I mean,
0: it's yeah, Kevin Durant, his his leadership uh, and it just his overall demeanor to me, he's he's not somebody that will ever bring a team to to the promised land and uh, you know, whether, whether it's Phoenix or Miami, wherever he lands, as we did here, he requested a trade not too long ago. Um, I, I think whatever team ends up with him, you know, good luck. That's all I can
2: say. <laughs> See, KD is one of those where he's just out for himself because you could, you could absolutely tell this in the past eight years He's been on four different teams. He's transition he transitioned from Oklahoma City to the uh Warriors whenever they lost against them in the finals and stayed there and that was really the start. Like a lot of people didn't really think about it cuz that was his like first trade out of where he was uh, drafted into. So I mean, yeah, were they mad about it a little bit, but, I mean, everybody's sort of mad when their best player leaves their own team or their favorite home team. So, it makes sense that they weren't as mad. But then, with also him leaving towards the Nets, um, because he wanted to start... He, like, he wanted to build a championship team on his own. He wanted to be uh, almost like LeBron with... Uh, leaving a championship-caliber team and going and just starting from scratch and really working up to that level. But the thing is, he's so trying to... He's trying to be the superstar, the main focus on the team that he, he has a no-compromise system or otherwise he just goes up and just quits, just leaves. Whenever something... Bad happens that could be fixable, mind you also that could be fixable. he just drops everything and leaves. It's a different challenge that whenever he just gets to a roadblock in that challenge he just gives up and goes to a different team and we like I'm not saying that Katie's the only one, but with how good of a player Katie is in him doing these. Trade these trades. He switches to different teams. Like it's not looking good for him. It's not helping his case at all. Like sure, he's a great player. I'm not gonna take that away. He is a good player, but he wants a team to center around him, not how can I make a team better. Sort of, sort of thinking that he's got and. With how that is a lot of days, like with the NBA now, you see that in a lot of like big star people where they will want to just be, they wanted to be that guy on the team. Like whenever you think of a team, you think of this player. And that's like, so much sort of what it's gotten to now. But with LeBron's case, um, LeBron like went over to the Lakers. Rebuilt them and whenever it got tough He still stayed there He didn't leave Sure he played GM and got like AD And some others But like he still stayed there And worked through it And That's like That's one of the players where it's like I I would almost say One of the uh, last like big name players That are in the NBA today That are more team driven Like that where they will stay with a team no matter if they like draft over like they'll or if they're drafted there or not they'll stay with a team during the toughest part and work with them to rebuild instead of fleeing to a different team that may have been championship caliber um and get an easy ring or go to a different team that looks like can really have potential to really listen to you and follow you because you're a good player. And, like, you know, sort of using the skills and talents to try and win them a ring when that just doesn't work.
1: Yeah. All right. So I agree with you there. I mean, most people probably don't think KD is very loyal, let's be honest. Yeah. LeBron is loyal. Like, you didn't have to go back to Cleveland and win, but you did it anyway because you promised that city you would do it which I think is incredible. I think, look, Draymond Green deserved to get suspended the first time he kicked someone in the nuts. So the second time, yeah, it was soft, but he deserved it. And Cleveland 100% deserved that championship. But um, I want to get into our top five destinations for where we think Kevin Durant will end up or – not even where we think he will end up, where we wanna see him go, and where we think he would be the best fit, so Jack, go ahead and give us your five
0: all right, yeah, um, firstly, I will say I have like a one a one b situation going on here, oh, so this, no. <laughs> this list is this list is gonna be a little scuffed, but uh, we're gonna give it a go, so number five, I have. Drum roll please, the Memphis Grizzlies. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> this is this is solely, this is all solely because I want to see John Morant and KD together. Oh, that's the God. only that's the yep. only reason. Yeah that is literally the only reason I agree. why I have the best five. John Morant, one of the most versatile slashers that we've ever seen, and KD, a seven foot three-point sniper. It, dude, that would be insane. Could you imagine what defenses would have to do to adjust to that? Kevin Durant had except. his
1: time in a small market, bro. He's not going to Memphis. listen.
0: Do I dude. think it
1: will happen? No. Do I want it to happen?
0: Yes, dude. know. I I, Grizzlies
2: I don't would be the great wild card. Oh, yeah, oh, that's
0: that's why I have them at five. They are my they are my wild
1: card.
2: What um,
0: we
1: got at four?
0: Yeah, number four. Now I you're have, gonna say the Hornets. No. <laughs> no no number four number four i have the toronto raptors uh my and primary yeah my, pri- my primary reason for this is that uh the raptors they've been looking to get over that hump and return to the finals um ever since they lost Kawhi. and i think that right now they have the pieces to trade for KD. you know you look at all the young talent they have OGN and nomi pascal siakam gary trent jr and not to mention the plethora of picks that they that they have in their arsenal, uh, they have all the right pieces. It makes sense. Uh, nobody says no here. Um, I, I think that it makes sense, but
1: I think you'd have to give up every single guy you just listed to get them now.
0: No. Uh, I don't know about that. I think nah, probably... a couple
2: of first round picks, and actually they would have to get rid of Siakam. Yeah, though. I, I
0: actually have a trade uh, written down here that I think would happen. <laughs> I have OG Ananobi or Pascal Siakam. I have Gary Trent Jr. and I have four first round picks.
2: Mm.
0: Four? Yeah, listen, it's Kevin Durant we're talking about here. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to take.
2: You're gonna have what, to pay right, Kevin Durant, let's, the let's guy. Who,
0: okay.
1: Yep. Let's hear your Sorry. more realistic one,
0: Jack. Yeah, yeah. So, so more realistically, um, and I would like to note that uh, Minnesota traded four first rounders for Rudy Gobert, so four is not a <laughs> is not a yeah, but crazy four, number there. Though. All right, uh, moving on to number three here. I have the Boston Celtics. Um, Boston, you know, huge market, and I think it would just be really interesting to see how Tatum and Durant w- would work together. You know, who placed the, the four there? I'm not, I don't really know. Maybe you put Robert Williams at the four and, and, and Tatum plays shooting guard and you play really big. I think that it would just pose a lot of problems for defenses. And the, my primary motivation for Boston at number three is that they're a big market. Um, and, you know, I think Boston fans would really like to see KD in Boston. Uh, I think KD would really like to go to Boston Uh, and the trade I have written down here, uh, it's again, it's, it's an expensive one, but I have Jalen Brown, Marcus smart or Grant Williams and one first round pick for KD. Um, and I mean, listen, Boston, they made it to the finals last year. They, they're going to want to run it back. They're, they're, they're going to need to get that, that, uh, you know that X factor to push them over the edge, and I think I think it could be KD. I think it could be KD. Um, and uh, yeah, so now I have my my one A and one B. I'm going to call it. Um, KD has said in the media that he he wants to be traded to two teams, um, and so I'll start with the Miami Heat. Uh, primary motivation for for this selection obviously katie has said he wants to go there uh but also miami miami needs an elite score man jimmy butler is not gonna get it done in the playoffs don't get tyler, me wrong
1: tyler hero baby exactly don't, hero.
0: he tyler hero disappeared in the finals man you need an elite score and a consistent one in the playoffs i mean jimmy butler was carrying that that team on on the On a thin line of 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 thread, I mean, they were they were they were inching inching through the playoffs last year with Jimmy Butler, Um, and they they need they need you know they need that guy, and I think Katie could be that guy, Um, and if it's not Miami, it's got to be the Phoenix Suns. So Phoenix is my one A, Miami is my one B. Phoenix, very similar situation. They just need a consistent score in the playoffs to push them over the edge. Devin Booker disappeared. Chris Paul's proven he still has some gas in the tank, but, you know, he is, like, approaching elderly at this point. So you got to capitalize while you can. Uh, And I will also mention the reason why I have the Phoenix Suns above the Miami Heat is because the Suns' relationship with Aiden is progressively getting worse. Um So, it could be a sign-and-trade type situation, but I do think uh, if Katie goes anywhere, I'd be willing to bet it'd be Phoenix or Miami, and if I had to pick between them, I'm I'm going
1: Phoenix. All right. Well, I have two of the same ones that you had. At five, I got Atlanta. Um, The Atlanta Hawks just made a big trade for DeJounte Murray from the Spurs. Um, I don't think they're done yet. Whether they go for someone like Paul George, I don't know. I think they, they could attempt to go for uh, Kevin Durant. But they're clearly trying to build something there. Uh, they got a really, really solid player in DeJounte Murray, um, an all-star this past season. So I like him going to Atlanta. Uh, I don't think it'll happen, but I think that Atlanta has a lot of capital. DeAndre Hunter.
2: Who uh, who would happen. they trade uh, at Atlanta?
1: DeAndre Hunter, I think, would be the number one guy that you got to trade. You, you would have to give him up. And then you'd give up some draft picks as well. And I think there's some interchangeable guys you could add on to that trade. Um, number four, the Dallas Mavericks um Kevin Durant went to college at Texas he's uh been in the state before um sounds like he likes it there from what I've heard I don't know um but you know Luka Doncic plays shooting guard and he can play point guard you can play Kevin Durant out there and you got a a really good duo and I think uh Doncic's game would complement Durant's game pretty well Um, and you'd have to give up I I don't know if Dallas has the assets to make that happen especially with Porzingis gone now Um, but I think that would be a good spot for him Miami I don't like this at all I think it's kind of it it just feels like Miami's LeBron's story. It shouldn't be Kevin Durant like that. Just it. I just don't like the idea of him wearing Miami Heat colors like in South Beach. That just feels like that's LeBron's thing. So I don't like it. I think it's probably more probable. You definitely have to give up Tyler Hero in that trade. Uh, I don't see any way you can keep him. He's probably the second most valuable player on that team. Bam Adebayo is really good, but I would rather have Tyler Hero because he can score the ball at a super, super high rate. Um, So you definitely give him up. Phoenix, number two. I mean, Jack, you say DeAndre Ayton. I think you got to give up more than that, though. I, I, yeah,
0: I, the, the trade I, I have here is DeAndre Ayton – uh, uh Mikel Bridges and three future firsts.
1: I'm not sure you can even get away with not sending Devin Booker. I, I mean, that's just me. Yeah. Being honest. I, I don't... I see, agree. I don't see why they would take Aiton and those guys. When you got Devin Booker on the roster, I think you got to give him up. And you still have Chris Paul if you do that and you can get some, some talent for DeAndre Aiton as well. But I don't see... Like I said... Unless they're giving up Booker, I don't think that happens. And I don't think they'll give up Booker. So that's why they're number two. And number one, I got Brooklyn. I think he stays in Brooklyn, honestly. (laughs) Um, It could be a ploy to get Kyrie Irving out of town, this whole thing. Um, And I think we all can agree that the Kyrie deal is probably going to happen first, right?
2: Yeah, I was about to say Kyrie was the first one to leave. Yeah, he, yeah he's the Kyrie's, first one to he's leave. The first so first one
1: out the door, definitely. I think, and 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 why would Kevin Durant, if he knew he was going to leave, why would he push James Harden out of town? That's that's it, it, unless I don't know. I'm speculating here. There's not really much evidence on this, but why would Kevin Durant push so hard for James Harden to be out of town if Kevin, if Brooklyn wasn't KD's spot for the future I mean wouldn't he just say "All right, keep James Harden here I'm out of here after this year anyway so why would he push so hard for Ben Simmons to come there I mean it seems like it seems like he wants him to he wants to stay there I mean maybe just realize what a lot of other people realize about Kyrie Irving is this guy is a little bit Difficult to be around,
2: and well, the thing is, though, with KD and Harden, they butted heads because they're the same type where they want to be the superstar on a team, they want to be that player that you think about when you hear about the Nets or wherever. Yeah, that's how that's how it was at the Rockets, where it back and 2016 that is that era like those three years uh yeah, whenever you heard of my James thing Harden. is
1: my thing is he stuck it out with westbrook because he knew he was gonna leave so if he knew that he was going to leave he would have wouldn't he have done what he did before and just stick through it and get through the season i think he stays man i really do I think Kyrie's gone, and that's what Kevin Durant wants.
0: I mean, you're making a lot of sense, Robert. Right now, I got to be honest. Um, I got, I got to say, I agree with you. And listen, both KD and Kyrie. I mean, I think they might be number one and number two in terms of ego in the NBA. <laughs> so you're you're not going to get them out the door by politely asking them to. Yeah for to you know to see if they want to be traded or not and if you know if anybody's if anybody's gonna light the fire it's gonna be Kevin Durant you know yeah so. and it
1: puts pressure on the Nets when both of them wanna trade it means you gotta get you gotta get one of them done right like
2: But the thing is though Kyrie was the first to wanna to leave the Nets. KD wasn't KD was leaving after Kyrie had that the butting against the front office, the Nets front office because of the Max deal. Yeah. So why even go through all of this like ploy of oh I'm gonna be trading if Kyrie's gonna be gone. I guess I I think
1: it's
0: a safe bet because if Kyrie stays I don't think KD wants wants to be that's on that team, you know? And if if they can't get a trade done with Kyrie, you know, KD KD can say, listen, I requested a trade at pretty much the same time,
2: so I expect you to market me as as uh, as you would. Well, yeah. that's fair, but so, already with just how much Kyrie and the front office were butting heads, it was almost nearly, uh, like, pardon. you know, for certain.
1: Why don't you tell us your top five here?
2: All right. So I had a lot of similarities. I have two new teams, though. So at number five, I have the Grizzlies. I feel like just Katie and John Morant that'd just be something else if they're <laughs> able to work. but at number four, I have the Lakers now that's that's intriguing, yeah, so hear me out here I <laughs> This is purely off of just like other fan like guessing of what if Kyrie and Katie wins to the Lakers, but I know that wouldn't work because you know why would two teammates not working together go to a different team together? But mm-hmm. this made me think like, oh, how would Katie work with LeBron and AD? And I mean, it it would still be the same thing, but I'd almost feel like. If Katie and LeBron were able to work, if they were able to work with each other, which I feel like it would because LeBron's that type of player to be able to work with a lot of other superstars that are just a lot of other players, I should be saying, not superstars, but he's one of those that can work with a lot of other players, no matter how, no, no matter if they're um, a one man team sort of mentality or a like Teamwork time mentality. And I just would thought that'd be really interesting. Um, number three. I have the Clippers. Paul George Schwab? Possibly I love um, it would be Kawhi and K D.
1: And John Wall.
2: And John Wall. <laughs> and I feel like they could get something. Cause John Wall, old talent. I know his really his prime was in the early two thousands. So people forget how good John Wall, dude. Was, he was right? insane. That the man has a, a full on song and dance for him. Okay, you don't <laughs> you don't get that. By you don't being just get medial. that. <laughs> but like the talents, like the older talents, like John Wall and Otto Porter Jr., who Otto was. His, at Golden State won like when they won this past season like he was out there playing and he wasn't just like there's a tag along either like he was out there playing doing really well I mean, he's he's one of those where his prime was back in like the early 2000s same as John Wall so it's I feel like there could be another case there where um John Wall could be that old talent really bringing that um classic type of NBA feel back into the game and with Kawhi being able to work with KD, KD would, could be the new face of the Clippers and really be able to work with that. Um, number two, I have Golden State. Mm. He goes back to Golden State. He goes back. That just sounds like a KD move, man. It, it, it's, he did it once. What is it like? What? Is going to keep them from doing it again. Go into the team that didn't necessarily beat them in the playoffs, but still won the overall. The were NBA champions. Like, what, what's going to keep him from doing that again? Because obviously, he just wants to win. He just wants to do well, and he's tried again at trying to rebuild a team here at the Nets. But look where they got. They. Got to what is it? Uh, conference finals. Was he conference finals or was it semi finals where he nearly made a, he made a great shot, but it just counted kind as of a two instead of a three? Um, I think that was finals, but or conference finals, but then at number one, like everybody else, actually, yeah, like everybody else, I have Phoenix,
1: I had Brooklyn.
2: Yeah, you did have Brooklyn. I said that and I was just like, wait, Robert. Brooklyn,
0: I you know, honestly, Brooklyn is a safe bet, but but yeah, that's yeah, where you're coming from
2: with, with Phoenix. If he was to leave Brooklyn, I'm not saying it would be possible with Phoenix because just the way that the Nets are gonna want to try and replace Katie because you're not gonna be getting that type of skill back in this trade. It's just Phoenix is in too good of a spot to where they just need to have little changes to then be able to be the the winners to take it home. Like they're they're at that stage where you shouldn't really be tra- trading players, and if they do, it might be bench players. It might just be the support players. It wouldn't be superstars to really get them to the finals. So. That's why That's why I feel like maybe a deal could be worked out in Phoenix to where he could be that little bit more. It would be a huge risk, but it could work. It's high-risk, high-reward sort of situation here, and that's where I'm feeling at with Phoenix. Uh, yeah.
1: All right, well, you guys at home, let us know your top five destinations for Kevin Durant where do you think he should go where do you want him to go Um, and yeah we'll definitely post that if we feel he made some good choices yep. also if you made yep. a terrible choice we'll post that too <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk and about you that can, you can make all your
0: terrible and good choices on oddman in podcast.com there's a contact us tab up on our website uh, as well as a submit a topic button, which you'll find on our homepage. Uh, yeah, let us know. Um, and uh, with uh, that being said, I would also like to, uh, to uh, add here, um, if there's anything else you think we missed uh, or something else you'd uh, like us to talk about, head on over to the website. Uh, go ahead and submit, uh, submit a message for us. Uh, we'll, we will respond. As timely as we possibly can, and uh, we would love to hear what your your guys' feedback is for us.
1: And uh, before we end today, we have a trivia question for. I'm going to give this one to Jack. He's the ACC guy here, going to NC State. Okay. (laughs) All right, right, Jack.
2: All right,
0: hit me with it.
1: There are seven ACC quarterbacks that are currently number one on their depth chart. Okay. Can you name all seven of them?
0: I could try. I certainly can try. Uh, first and foremost, are you counting Russell Wilson as an ACC quarterback? Because yeah, If not, if I, not, you better be, because you don't do want to get you don't want to get me riled up over this Wisconsin. <laughs> this yeah, be another NC State. hour long. Yeah, I will. I will be here until I rot in my grave. Uh, before <laughs> I, before I admit that Russell Wilson did not go for, to NC State and for, instead he went to Wisconsin. So for
1: the sake of your your miserable. College sports <laughs> experience at state, yes. He Ouch, he okay.
0: Counts. All right, and if anybody wants to fight me on that, go ahead and head over to our website. <laughs> I won't, I will not hold back anything, <laughs> but uh, yeah, number one, obviously, Russell Wilson. Yeah. Uh, two, I think, I think Deshaun Watson's listed as as number one, unfortunately.
1: You know, all right, all right, all right, I'm gonna clarify I'm not counting him because okay, of all of the- the drama. okay okay yeah Yeah. yeah. <laughs> seven seven excluding him
0: okay uh man this is tough i know there, there was a time in the league where there were four quarterbacks from nc state starting oh, on go. the same day
1: here you go
0: listen <laughs> that's a that's a really cool stat no other college team has ever had that happen except for uh the university of michigan um and uh, yeah, for... <laughs> I I know you. I'm know stalling you... here. I'm stalling here. Let me let me stall a little bit more.
1: Uh, I know you can get this, Jack. Um, there's a couple that are hard to. You don't think about them as ACC guys.
0: Um, yeah. Well, Jacoby Brissett. I mean, I'm gonna go through all my state guys first. Jacoby Brissett
1: obviously is not number one.
0: Uh, unless he, he's number a... two. actually Yeah. If yeah, they trade
1: Baker, though, he would be number one.
0: Oh, interesting! Interesting. Um, Man, this is tough. Uh, Kenny Pickett—that's obviously one because he just got drafted. Uh, he's not number one.
1: No, but he act is behind an ACC quarterback. Oh, Pittsburgh Steelers.
0: Oh wait, Big Ben? No, he went to he went to Miami, Ohio, didn't he? He retired. Okay, he retired. He retired. Right, right, right. Who did, who did Pittsburgh pick up, man? I haven't looked at NFL news in, in a minute. Um, all right. Who's playing quarterback for Pittsburgh? I'm, I'm blanking right now.
1: <laughs> what if I told you he's right across the street from NC State? Oh,
0: God. Don't tell me that. Don't tell me that. <laughs> uh, Mitchell
1: Trubisky. Oh, my! I,
0: I, I don't even want to. I don't even want to think about that. Uh, Daniel Jones just came to my mind, by the way. Yes, New York um, Yeah. <clears throat>
1: okay.
0: Let's see. Here are some good quarterbacks. Um, there.
1: Look. There's one. I will say it at the end. There is one. That I do not think of as an ACC quarterback, even though his school is ACC, and there's no debate at all. But I, yeah. just, I don't see it that way.
0: Okay, so FSU quarterbacks, you got Jameis, Jameis Winston. Is he is he number? Yep. Up? Okay, yep, so Jameis go. is up there. Uh, there's no Georgia Tech guys up there. Clemson, mm. uh, Tread, uh, Lawrence had a that, yeah, uh, that, that, uh, that Lawrence. Lawrence kid. Yeah, uh, Deshaun Watson, <laughs> but he, we're not going to count him uh before that i don't even know e- don't tell me ej <laughs> Manuel is starting somewhere don't tell no, me I, that i
1: think his days are over okay in the nfl
0: a uh, shout out to the taj Boyd's of the world as well um there's a name for you uh <laughs> uh carolina sam howell i i mean he got drafted but he's not number one
1: carson wentz is number one there
0: yeah yeah um uh, Mitch is up there. I don't know how he's starting anywhere, but uh, got Daniel Jones. Uh, my state guys who I'm missing. Philip Rivers is retired. Glennon's not
1: starting anywhere. Uh, All right, I'll give you a hint. Okay. Uh, the Jaguars. You named Trevor Lawrence. There's another ACC quarterback in that division.
0: In that division. In that division. Okay. Oh, man. I I I'm gonna I mean I'm gonna keep going through the, my ACC teams and if I can't if I can't think about it I'll go back to that division <laughs> who's starting there. Um, okay. Uh, oh, is there a, is there a Tech quarterback? Tyrod Taylor
1: maybe? He actually is behind <laughs> Daniel Jones.
0: Oh, dang it, dang it. Um, okay, that's the only Tech guy that would be up there. Uh, Miami. Is there any Miami quarterbacks? I don't think so. Uh, did Derek King get drafted? Sorry, I was just thinking about that. Or no, yeah. he, he transferred, right?
1: What if I said Matty Ice?
0: Oh yeah, Matt Ryan. You know, I hadn't gotten to Boston College yet. I was still in Virginia, but I would have. gotten I was Matt thinking
2: there's somebody from Boston All right, College. So yeah.
1: Maddie Ice. All right, I think that's one. We got one more.
0: One more. Okay, okay. Is this going to be the? This is the the this super is, obscure guy
1: that I wouldn't
2: get. I yeah, <laughs> said the one that nobody remembers.
1: This is the one you don't. He's very well known, but you don't think of him as an ACC quarterback. Mm-hmm. Okay, so
0: older. So older. Definitely older and probably for a a acc team that was not that good so maybe like a wake forest kind of guy but no nah, they don't have anyone that would fit that mold uh up north you got Pitt, you got bc nobody at Pitt. nobody before Kenny Pickett. pick it oh man i'm throwing a blank here robert Lamar Jackson oh man Louisville I forgot yeah I should have expanded I was just going up the east coast but yeah Lamar Jackson that's right I, I, I forget that he played uh, in the ACC just because Louisville's a recent addition
1: next week guys I will have a trivia question for Carter Leonard to answer
2: oh <laughs> man you thank better you, guys... you better
1: study, you better study.
2: <laughs> I don't know thank what to you... study for so I'm winging it
1: thank you guys so much for listening um and we, we hope you will join us next time and, and be on this journey with us. Um, and until next time, uh, take care, have a great week, and uh, we'll see you soon.